Hello everyone and welcome back to the Finding Yourself podcast, the mini podcast series centered around movies and TV. I'm your host Cal Duffy and in today's episode I wanted to talk about the documentary series The Last Dance. The Last Dance chronicles the 97-98 season of the Chicago Bulls as they go on to secure their sixth title in eight years. As well as this, the documentary explores the amazing career of the very iconic, legendary Michael Jordan. I do want to give my spoiler warning now as I will be talking in depth about certain details in this documentary. So if you haven't seen The Last Dance and plan on watching it, consider this your warning. There was a lot of hype around this documentary before it was released and upon its release. And I can totally see why after watching it. I think I've watched it now maybe three times. I rewatched it recently, I think maybe a month ago, because I was planning on talking about it on the podcast and reviewing it, and I wanted to have everything fresh in my mind. To be honest, growing up, I knew who Michael Jordan was. Obviously, he kind of transcends basketball in terms of his celebrity. I think everyone across the world knows the name Michael Jordan, but I wasn't a basketball fan growing up. I didn't have a favorite team to watch. I didn't watch it regularly. And because I live in Ireland and I'm situated in Ireland, it's not our national sport, so it wouldn't have got a lot of airtime and we wouldn't have grown up on it. Now, obviously, when basketball became more of a worldwide phenomenon, with the likes of Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan boosting its popularity, football would have still surpassed it as a sport that Ireland would hold on to and follow. But with that being said, even though I don't follow basketball regularly and I am not a huge fan of it, this documentary was still so fascinating to watch. So if you're thinking that, oh, I'm not a fan of basketball, I won't enjoy The Last Dance, it's not necessarily true. Like, I enjoyed it because I got to see how Michael Jordan's mind works. I got to see the man behind the player and how he would mentally prepare himself for the more pivotal games like the championship finals in the NBA. So that's why I liked watching it. I loved that I was able to get a more in-depth view of how Michael Jordan's mind works, how he conducted himself as a player, professional and individual and what went into his strategy of becoming one of the best basketball players to ever live. Documentary also chronicles and details how the franchise was run before Michael Jordan joined and during his time there. The documentary explores the relationship between management and players, coach and players, and in particular the relationship between Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. It was so interesting to see how three players could come together to form this powerhouse and yet they're all very different. Their mentality to win is very similar. They're all willing to put the work in, grind away and work for the win but off the court they're all very different individuals. I thought it was great that in the documentary they didn't just shine a light on Michael Jordan. They also gave equal time to recognise the contribution that Scottie Pippen made to his career as well as Dennis Rodman. By the way, Dennis Rodman was such a party animal. Like It was so (laughs) funny just to see how one weekend he could be playing in a playoff game, just dominating on the basketball court, and a few days later he's wrestling with Hulk Hogan or jetting off to Las Vegas for the weekend. The documentary did take time to allow Dennis Rodman to explain his state of mind and why he did what he did, why he needed so much time off the court to de-stress and I thought that was a very good stance to take. You know, they could have gone the opposite way with it. They could have made him look like an asshole, the villain of the piece for abandoning his team and going off to Las Vegas for the weekend or going to WrestleMania to wrestle with Hulk Hogan and make him look like this unprofessional athlete. But 
they actually allowed him in the documentary to explain his state of mind and why he needed to do that. And in the documentary, he actually said that he needed just to let loose. And Michael Jordan even mentioned, that's how we got the best out of him. We always knew his mind would be in the game when he came back to practice. It must have been so hard for Dennis Rodman, honestly, because to be compared to Michael Jordan, who is your teammate, who has set himself up as this universal brand that everyone loves, that is not controversial in the slightest, and then to be Dennis Rodman, who is great on the court, dedicated, loyal, and very good at what he does on the basketball court. But when he gets off it, he just wants to relax, he wants to enjoy himself, he wants to smoke cigars, he wants to go to Vegas, he wants to hang out with his friends, and be flamboyant, because he was, I think, a naturally flamboyant person. But I think they always, the media, when I say they, I think the media always viewed Dennis Rodman in contrast to Michael Jordan and never saw him as a good enough person off the court. So I think that's why he got criticism around the clock. And it was nice to see him be able to voice his opinion on how that made him feel going through that season after season, feeling that scrutiny by the media. Because I think the media made him out to be a bad role model when he didn't sign up for that. I think, from my viewing of it anyway, it seemed that Michael Jordan had signed up to be a role model figure universally whereas Dennis Rodman didn't want to be a role model I don't think he didn't sign up for that he signed up for playing basketball and doing a good job on the court and I think he felt that was enough that's all that should be expected from me off the court I'm going to be who I'm going to be I'm going to be me and this is who I am like it or love it and it was obvious from watching the documentary that Dennis Rodman had no problem being accepted by his own teammates and coach they knew that He was going through a lot with media scrutiny and he needed to be able to express himself off the court and get away and de-stress to deal with this stress. But when he came back to play basketball, his head was totally in the game. And just speaking of coaching, Phil Jackson seems to be one of the best coaches out there. And like, again, not having grown up watching basketball, this would be the first time I'm actually introduced to certain people. So Phil Jackson, this was my first introduction to him. He is just such a down-to-earth, nice person, it seems. And he used that in managing people, which seemed to really work out. He seemed to have a great relationship with his players. He had a really holistic way of managing the team to make sure that they were all connected and had this sense of togetherness in order to achieve what they needed to achieve. Before watching this documentary, I would have had a vague idea about Scottie Pippen and how he's an underappreciated character and player for the Bulls. But it wasn't until I watched this documentary fully that I grasped how underappreciated he was because he was such a good player. He got on with the job, he was loyal to his teammates and he was such a good playmaker. And the fact that he was so underpaid compared to other players in the league for so long, even though he was one of the more talented players in the league is just abysmal to be honest and I think that was his whole conflict during that season in the documentary it documents his conflict with not being paid enough for what he was contributing to the team I need to take a minute to talk about Michael Jordan's mental game and how he kept on motivating himself mentally to push himself to be better and be the best on the court every year and of course I'm talking about making things personal the stories he tells of how someone slighted him in a game or during a game and he took it personally and then in the next half went out and scored 30 points or in the next game went and scored 60 points in the first half and then it cuts back to the person who slighted him if you you can't see me now but i'm doing inverted quotes with that and that person says yeah i never said that so michael jordan actually made up conflicts in his head to motivate him it's just it's ingenious but it's 
psychotic at the same time i think (laughs) because you're literally making enemies in your head in order to motivate yourself to beat them i just think that is a great example of one of the ways in which michael jordan was just on a different level from everyone else when he ran out of gas in his tank he created conflicts to give him that motivation to keep on going because he knew that he had more to give so creating those conflicts was a way to keep his motor running when nothing else would i also had no idea that michael jordan's father was murdered had no clue and it was only after watching a documentary that i realized okay that's why he didn't just retire from sports altogether that's why he transitioned into baseball because of his father's love for baseball and it was kind of one last promise he decided to fulfill to his father by becoming a baseball player overall watching this documentary just gave me a deeper appreciation for michael jordan his talent and his celebrity let me know down in the comments what you thought of this documentary if you've seen it and if there's any other documentaries you recommend in terms of sports documentaries hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and if you do like this kind of content and you want to see more you can always give me a like on the video and subscribe to my youtube channel to put out new videos every week and if there's anything else you guys want to hear me talk about in future episodes you can always leave me a comment with a suggestion this has been the finding yourself podcast with kyle Duffy, thanks for listening.